G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Turning our attention once again to the religious discrimination bill that has been tabled in the Parliament and is now being debated. Many Christian leaders have welcomed certain elements of the bill, but some lament that it seems to be acceptable for some beliefs and attributes to be protected in Australia as long as they're not religious attributes. Many attributes and secular beliefs have protections that are quite strong, but religious views and expressions do not yet have those protections. Terry Kelleher is the National Vice President of the Australian Family Association and joining us for her perceptions. Terry, welcome back to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. Thank you very much for having me. Terry, your overall impression of the religious discrimination bill that you've been able to read and absorb and uh, what are your thoughts overall? Well, overall, I do think, um, you know, my reaction is uh, positive to the bill as drafted, but I would like to make a couple of comments about the developments today, um, about other about amendments to it. But I think overall it does. There are two main areas, I think. Well, the first thing to say is, as you pointed out, religion is not protected. The religious belief and activity is not protected at the federal level nor in, I think, in South Australia and New South Wales, although there's an attempt to do so in New South Wales. So it is actually a gap that needs to be to be filled. And I think this, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, I think, overall positive. Number one, it will protect um, religious bodies and institutions, and in particular, of course, we think of schools, but also other institutions, such as uh, social services and hospitals, if they engage in good faith in conduct which a person of the same religion as the religious body could reasonably consider to be in accordance with the doctrines and beliefs of that religion. Now, if um, that a body, a religious body, does act in that way, then that conduct is not discrimination. So I think that um, I think that's a pretty good protection, and I think that uh, it's long overdue an acknowledgement that religious freedom um, and the freedom to live your belief and assemble with others who share that belief, it's protected in international treaties and, and um, you know, covenants. And we know that. It's been said quite a number of times. I think that um, to underline why we should have that protection, what about um, political parties, for example? They don't have to employ people who wouldn't be of that party or would, or would have views that are totally opposed. I'm sure that, um, you know, um, environmental groups wouldn't have... Um, you know, those who support continuing uh, using fossil fuels for, um, you know, baseload power. They wouldn't employ them um, or let them be involved in their lobbying. So I think that is a very good protection. Now, the other major part of, of concern with the uh, bill to protect religious freedom is about statements of belief, of course. Now, even though this doesn't have uh, what was called the Israel Falau 
clause, this current um, draft bill, I do think it does... We're allowed to make statements of our belief, but I think they should be appropriate, you know. You've got to decide, is it appropriate to say it in the circumstances, think of who your audience is. I think as that we are free to express our religious belief, not to direct it to any individuals um, or in a judgmental way, and that won't be discrimination. Um, now, as long as it's not vilification, because that is a general, of course, a, a general... Um, requirement of, of free speech, any kind of free speech that's not vilification. And I mean, vilification does require more than simply offending someone, except in the case of um, the Tasmanian provision, of course, which this bill specifically overrides. Uh, this bill will also protect us here in Victoria, you know, because at the moment the state government here is going to restrict, severely restrict the religious exemptions in our Equal Opportunity Act. So this would override state laws that did not allow this sort of uh, freedom of institutions, religious institutions and schools, to make decisions in order to preserve the ethos and values of the school. So that doesn't mean that, you know, a religious school is going to sack a teacher because that teacher is same-sex attracted or has different views on marriage, but surely they can are allowed, should be allowed to handle that very delicate situation. For example, by talking to the teacher and saying, well, you know, you can't sort of say that, express your opinion, which is contrary to the teaching of the, of the religion of the school at school, or convey that to the students. Now, I would have thought that was reasonable, and that's exactly what happened, I, I believe, in the case of the Ballarat Christian School. You know, there was a teacher there. She had a different view of marriage. The school was quite upfront that their view was that marriage was the union of a man and a woman. And the teacher decided, well, no, she couldn't accept um, not expressing her view at, at the school. So she resigned. And then she complained of discrimination against the school. Um, that those sort of situations, I just think that is highly unjust. And those sorts of that sort of conduct on behalf of a religious school should be protected. It's not directed against the teacher, but rather it's directed to preserving the ethos of the school. Terry, so, oh, there are going to be grey areas, aren't there? And the opponents yes. of religious freedom will want to water down those provisions that are already in the bill. Is the Australian Family Association preparing to fight for the provisions that are in there? And even is there potential for even tightening some of those things where there are you know, obvious grey areas in some definitions? Well, I think the main danger is going to come from what the, there's an indication that the religious exemptions in the Sex Discrimination Act, the federal religious exemptions, now that allows religious bodies and schools to precisely in the terms that are in this, that in, are in their draft religious discrimination bill, you know, to act in accordance with the tenets or beliefs of the religion of the school, and that won't be discrimination. Now, the current provisions in the Sex Discrimination Act, the current religious protections or exemptions, are with the Law Reform Commission, and there has been an indication today, I believe, that they're going to bring that forward. That was to report after the religious discrimination bill was actually debated and either passed or not passed. Now they're going to bring that forward in order to satisfy some members of the coalition and perhaps of the opposition or minor parties too, to satisfy their 
complaints that, um, you know, that allows discrimination against LGBT people. Now, I'd be opposed to that. I think that Mark Spencer of Christian Schools Australia has expressed it very clearly today in an article um, and he said that, um, you know, this, re- this requires another round of um, discussions and thorough review and the stakeholders have to have a say, certainly say Christian schools, um, that, you know, they shouldn't bring that forward without a, a full discussion and consideration. If they're trying to, to, to um, fast track it, are you following me? And yep. look. The, relate, the, the situation with um, students, they always put up, oh, you know, that religious schools shouldn't be able to expel gay students, gay or lesbian students. Well, I don't think they do. I, I don't know of a single instance, and certainly the schools themselves as stakeholders in this debate have said, no, well, they, they don't. But what they don't mention is the gender identity and you see, that's the, one of these grey areas, a difficult area that needs to be handled really sensitively, Neil. And that is, if you have a child in a school who is going to transition gender, then you have the sharing of toilets and change rooms and showers. You have, um, you know, perhaps um, um, school camps. All of these issues are then raised. And this is a difficult thing for a school to deal with. And that's what they don't face. So how is that going to be fairly dealt with? From what I'm aware, the Prime Minister wants to deal with some of those issues in separate legislation, which one might assume uh, is going to favour those LGBTIQ, uh, perhaps gender-confused students. That would be a worry in itself, wouldn't it, that it wouldn't all be contained in the one set of legislation if there's going to be separate legislation? Well, no, I think what that separate legislation is would be amendment to sections 38, 37 and 38 of the Sex Discrimination Act, basically to remove those religious exemptions. That's what it would do. And they would water down the provisions in the current the draft religious discrimination bill, which allow similar uh, leeway and, and um, acknowledge that, you know, the equality, equal treatment of people for their religious beliefs, that they will water it down in this draft bill. But no, that, that would be an amendment to the Sex Discrimination Act. Now, the, the whole situation there has been referred to the Law Reform Commission. They are supposed to be considering that, those exemptions in the Sex Discrimination Act. That can be done then in a proper and considered way because it's a, a very difficult issue for, for schools, in particular religious schools. So, that, But the, um, it would also mean that the provisions in this draft religious discrimination bill might be watered down in regard to the freedom of of um, schools to act, you know, the conduct that is in accord with the tenets and doctrines of the school will not amount to discrimination. Terry, is there a risk that the religious beliefs and rights of Christian believers that don't have these same protections uh, could easily be hijacked if some of these small case studies that might happen in some schools actually get all of the media attention? Is there a risk there? Do you need to be on guard? Well, there will, because that's the way the media, you know, the media works. They want a story and they want the emotion of it. Um, and that's that's a very difficult thing. But this is why the provisions don't allow students to be expelled, for example, 
but they should allow the school to make their policy in regard to, say, gender identity, gender transitioning, um, you know, the use of um, um, toilets and change rooms and showers clear to parents when they enrol their children. I think that it's fair to make them aware of that. Um, why is it not fair for those parents who've chosen to send their child, and that includes, say, you know, my family and probably my sons, to a religious school where you want them formed and the modelling of behaviour, um, and that you want them formed in accordance with your convictions. And that's, that's a right under the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights for parents to be able to decide on the education of their children in these matters. Well, effectively, you're not going to be able to if you can't even go to, say, a Christian or even a Muslim school or a Jewish school. Well, you're identifying some areas that no doubt will come to the fore and will dominate some headlines and perhaps will form how the debate might evolve between now and such a time as that bill eventually is voted on. The Australian Family Association, you've got some things that you're saying to your own supporters and for listeners today, how they can take some action here to encourage their federal members. How do you hope people will respond? Well, it just depends on how quickly they bring on the, the, um, the debate. But um, certainly we'll be sending out further emails along the lines of the one, you know, the action alerts that we send out. Um, if this goes over into an inquiry and uh, I have to go to the Law Reform Commission and perhaps bring forward their report earlier than um, was expected on the, on the current religious exemptions, because it all turns on that, you know, if they're going to water them down or restrict them. It, so we will be sending out further alerts to, you know, to really explain why or ask for the right of religious schools and institutions to protect their ethos and their beliefs. And that means, look, everybody's welcome, but they're not public spaces. It means if you, if you come into our school or, you know, then you must understand these are our convictions and we'll put it clearly to you in a policy statement, which is something that's also in the draft bill, okay, the draft religious discrimination bill, the school should be up front with a policy statement. But I think that's, that's good. Um, and why can't we agree to differ? I mean, I thought we were a diverse and pluralistic society. Uh, I think that, you know, you choose a school, surely, and we did, my husband and I, for our sons, you know, and sometimes there were different schools, like, to different schools. You chose according to what you thought was appropriate for the child. Well, in relation to, um, you know, a religious school, you have to decide, well, does it fit me and does it fit my needs and my child's? And if not... Why would you go there and seek enrolment? Terry, you identify that there is conflict coming and uh, the need for preparation for that. But certainly value your insights today, Terry Kelleher, the National Vice President of the Australian Family Association. And uh, you can connect with Terry via the National Civic Council website ncc.org.au and then there is that action campaign there too as to how to connect with your local federal MP. Terry Kelleher, thank you so much for taking some time to share your insights with us today on 2020. Well, thank you very much for having me, Neil. It was lovely to speak to you again. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.